The Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast is sponsored by Steeped Coffee. Steeped Coffee is a new brewing method that combines specialty craft coffee into a single serving bag. You don't need a machine. You don't have to make a mess. All you have to do is add hot water wherever you go. Each steep pack is individually sealed. It's nitrogen flush, so it stays fresh. And it's got this special full immersion filter. And the filter is ultrasonic sealed, which means it's sealed together with no glue or no staples. So there's no weird stuff floating around your coffee. Steeped is a benefit B Corp. They ethically source all their coffee. Their packaging is fully compostable and they believe that business should be done without compromise. You can get your hands on steeped coffee packs at steepedcoffee.com. That's S-T-E-E-P-E-D coffee.com. Asking your local retail stores to start carrying steeped or having your favorite roastery reach out and kind of get in touch. If you're in Santa Cruz, come on by any of the Cat and Cloud locations. We have it there for you. Basically, they're just doing their best to change the coffee industry, make your life more convenient with their pre-portioned, pre-ground innovation. So tell all your friends. Welcome to Cat and Cloud Podcast. We're in a van. Oh, dang. There's another microphone if anybody wants it. So I'll give you the van rundown. Alex Mars, driver. Hey, that's me. No one could hear that. <laughs> hey, that's me. There you go. <laughs> so bassy. Natalie's riding shotgun. Hi, that's me. Jen Swenson's over here in the, what do you call that seat? Jen doesn't care about any of this. She's over it. She's on, in, she's on Instagram in Mexico in her mind. She's all top 10 places to tan everywhere. No big deal. We're coming back from San Diego and LA on our, I guess, would this be our second annual wholesale shenanigans trip, I guess? Yeah. Yeah. Alex says yes. Yeah. He still, you still can't hear him, but he still says yes. Yes, this is true. This we, is true. Uh, we go to SoCal at least once a year, usually twice, maybe thrice, but this is the second time this year. And we got a bunch of weird stuff represented. So we've got Alex and Mark who work in wholesale proper for the partner program. Natalie does some wholesale training, but she's in the cafe a lot of the times. Yeah, I do a lot of milk ordering. I do a lot of milk putting away and a lot of smile making and children holding. What's your favorite thing about doing the milk order? Mm, I like placing the email, you know? I like throwing a little spin on it, hoping that order desk at Troya, you know, is having a good day. Do they send you an email back saying that your order's been processed? In all uppercase, every single time, received order. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, God, what a nightmare. Yeah, but then if I don't send it by 11 o'clock, even though it's due at 12, they send me a little email saying, hey, you going to do that? And I say, yeah, give me an hour. Do you uh, appreciate that? Oh, was that on? Not on. It was not on. Oh, if you're listening to this, Mark's microphone wasn't on. Natalie's is on. Hello, yeah. I'm here now. Uh, Mark's here now. <laughs> It's fine. I feel like we could have gone the whole podcast. I mean, <laughs> you wouldn't have really missed Let's much. Let's see. And Jen Swenson's over here. She doesn't want to talk to anybody. Hi. Because that's the kind of person she is. <laughs> she roasts coffee. I'm just going to put the mic in front of Jen every once in a while and see what happens. We'll see what happens. So, quick shenanigans of what happened, little quick rundown. We basically went to visit some of our accounts because we sell people these coffee. This coffee, we interact with them all the time through email, social media. They put pictures up of the coffee. We know that they get the, they know they get the coffee and the pretty pictures that everybody draws, but we don't really get to talk to them that much. And it's nice to meet the people who serve your coffee face-to-face. -face. So that's what we did. Went down. We did a little bit of coffee stuff, but it was mostly just random. So 
I'm just kind of curious for everybody in the car, like what their favorite part of the weekend was and what's a lesson that you maybe learned that you could take back to Cat and Cloud. I think it was a really valuable lesson for a lot of reasons. I was actually like just like jotting down some thoughts about this earlier in the car ride. But I think one of the coolest things for me is like be, to be able to like, even though we talk to a lot of these accounts on a weekly basis, like via like the phone or email or things, it's really cool to go there and see things in person. And then for us to see little things that we want to do better, even if they've never mentioned it, but we have the ability to like go in person, check things out, even if like they're operating great, but like Basically, it kind of enables us to always be like striving to improve where we're at from seeing what's going on on the ground level. And also just being able to like connect with these people in person and meet the people that like work with our coffee every day at these shops. We met so many amazing people on this trip. Like shout outs to like Big J, Siri, Dylan at Hawthorne, like the Holmanati's crew nicely. Just, I don't know, everyone. It's Troy, uh, it's dude. Troy. Well. Troy, Troy is killing the Starbucks game right now, dude. <laughs> Troy's crazy. Troy's the best. I love him. Troy, if you want to hear someone sing like no one's ever sang before, check out Troy. At On Bar. At On Bar. I'm curious, Mark, since you said you were jotting stuff down, if I could press you for like some of those things that you wrote down. Yeah, let me bust down my notebook really quick. Share with the whole fam. Got my little field notes out. Do you take field notes everywhere? Just when I'm feeling feeling like getting something in my getting something down that I want to look back on. Lists are one of those things that I always forget to do, but I'm the most successful version of myself when I use them. Like, I'll just forget things all the time, but if I write them down, then I can remember where my thought process was five hours ago. Do you ever take phone notes, Natalie? Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah. I actually, at our first orientation, I got my new phone, and it had a little stylus thing with it, and so I would take pictures of whatever was on the orientation map. I remember one was like a, a coffee variety tree and it showed you all the different kinds of coffees, and so I took a picture of that and then just jotted down notes throughout the rest of the meeting on that. So sick. You got your thingy. Yeah, so uh, kind of the main things that I was focusing on was talking about how we get to go and meet these people in person and really dive deep into things that they're, I don't want to say struggling with, but things that weigh on them. I kind of wrote down, the two things that I wrote down were challenges and struggles. So, and the way I'm thinking about this is like, we're all small businesses and we all put a lot of love into what we do and work really hard and inevitably we're going to ha- run into some of the same problems. So it's really cool to be able to like connect with these people, not, not even like big problems, but just like the stresses of like knowing that you are the one that a lot of responsibilities weigh on and being able to like, I don't know, I'm having trouble putting this into thoughts. It was, it was more in my brain. Okay. I'm just going to keep pulling out of yeah, you like, a, like a thread. So when you say the pressure is weighing on you, are you talking about us as the coffee provider or just whoever the business owner may be? Just on both. Just kind of like seeing that we both have like, I know like there's a lot of things that like all of us are responsible, like Natalie, Jen, Alex, you, like all of us have things that weigh on us. And then just being able to talk to like Dylan, for example, from Hawthorne, like they're like a really popping shop in San Diego and they have like good opportunities on the horizon potentially so there's that's added pressure of continuing to run that shop at the current level but also be able to like get into growth and support the people around them so there it's cool to be able to connect with people and see like oh we're struggling with the same things and we're like in this together working towards building something bigger and something amazing i don't know did you get the sense that there's this like this bit of solidarity behind being able to kind of share with someone who's on your level? Yeah, definitely. I mean, when you look at me and Dylan on paper, we're totally different. Like, Dylan's uh, 
I don't know, like 30-something-year-old dad with two kids, and he owns a business, and I'm just uh, just some kid that really loves coffee, and I sell beans, and I roast them sometimes, but it's, we feel the pressure of, like, supporting these small businesses that we're involved in, and for Dylan, like, obviously owning it, maybe a little bit more, definitely a little bit more pressure, but I, I don't know. It's, we still just want to make these things happen. Did you see anything that Hawthorne was doing that we could use to do better? Yeah, I saw just the level of reach out and just the level of hustle that happens, um, especially specifically looking at early in the morning when they had two people on, one person working bar and register and the other person fulfilling food orders. They were so, this, and this is something that I think you could say about Minotti's too, but they were so composed throughout it. And even though it was busy, and I know I've been in that position and I've gotten stressed out in that time, but they didn't show that. And just that's something that I have so much respect for and blows me away. And Minotti's had a similar deal where like they're popping off all morning, like lying to the door. They got three people behind the counter and they're just shredding through it, you know, keeping their calm. I'd even carried over into when Knight, like nicely showed me some latte art stuff, and one of the things he pointed out was how far I was like leaning when I went to pour, and he's just like, "Your body looks stressed out when you're doing that. You know, you gotta calm it down. Like, you just stay straight and keep your hands doing what they need to do. It just looks more collect." And just thinking on a very minute detail of like how people see what we're doing, like all the time, and how they gauge into that, and how you should like can and should do everything you can just to like be calm and make it a good experience all around. You are having the biggest like moment ever learning latte art skills from him holy crap yeah that was i got some pictures of you you're smiling just like a <laughs> like the dumbest little kid ever just like <laughs> looking up at their dad like oh my gosh i was so excited like i, w I would never want to imply that like I, I i stopped learning but i feel like specifically with like latte art that was something where i got to a point where i hadn't like made advancements in a while and it was just really cool to be able to like hunker down with especially someone like nicely who's just a master of the craft and get some like on the ground pointers, just like, not just specifically with like pouring latte art, but like how you handle that situation in general and just like kind of geeking. It's really rare to be able to geek out on a level like that with someone and especially as skilled as him. So yeah, I was for sure nerding out hardcore and it was, it was great. I had so much fun and I learned a lot and I'm really excited. I'm working in the cafe tomorrow morning and I'm really excited to bogart in the steam wand and try to jump on and do some stuff. That's super sick. Natalie. Yes. What was your favorite experience of the whole trip, and what do you think you learned from it? I think there was a point where we were all sitting at Balboa Park, and it was just anybody that wanted to come hang out with us, and we were sitting in a circle in the middle of a sidewalk, and we were watching the water fountain go off, and we could hear Chris skating off in the distance, and it was kind of just a cool moment where it was a just... It was a bunch of good people in a circle, and you were just basking in, in that. The sun was warm, and there was beautiful colors, and there were old buildings, and you just realized in that moment that you're sitting with good people, and that's, that's pretty cool, because I don't think that that's always easy to find, and that's what I like about Cat and Cloud is that we started with good people, and that attracts more good people and so by the end of it two years later now I'm just meeting good people all the time and that's cool. Why do you think it's so important to have people that you'd call good people in your lives and around you? You spend eight hours a day with those people. <laughs> like I could we were talking about it Mark was saying that there are points where I don't Mark I'll, I want you to go into that but um 
you're with those people so often and they just need to they need to see you and you need to see them and you're going to see a whole bunch of sides of them whether that's they're in their jam listening to their song rocking it on bar or whether they've been on the dish pit for like the eighth hour and they're sweating a little bit like you need to have good people around you all the time to keep you going was this your first coffee trip no i got to go to costa rica last year or like sorry coffee um coffee shop kind of trip think so maybe perhaps would okay I'll, I'll roll into another one with that so we work in coffee in santa cruz which is kind of small mm-hmm. and there's only a couple specialty shops for sure what do you think are the big differences that you saw between the southern california scene and you oh. could pick san diego or la and what we have going on in santa cruz I mean, Santa Cruz is just so laid back in general. Like, even at our nice restaurants, you could go in jeans and a T-shirt and nobody's going to give you a second look. But we went to this place, Lofty's, in, was that San Diego? Dude, that place looked like it was it was a dinner restaurant that just served coffee. That's what it looked like. It was so cool, and it was just a different, like, coffee experience that was super neat to me. It was It was just a different setting. Even though it was, you're serving the same thing, you're serving the same beverage, it was just done so differently in the way that it was, it wasn't like a surf town coffee shop. It was a big, cool, black, sleek, in the middle of a big city coffee shop. And that was neat. But then I like getting to go to LA too, where you see the other end of the spectrum, where Minotti's is this small shop in the middle of a bunch of other shops and they're doing their thing you open the door and you hear music popping the bass is unbelievable and there's a line out the door and that's a different coffee experience but still really cool it just depends on what you're in the mood for jen swenson do you have any desire to share your favorite experience of the weekend Uh, you don't have to oh there's thinking going on getting to meet the people that I see on paper every single week. I send out their coffee every single week and I felt like I knew them because I've seen them on social media and I see their name but it was just really nice actually being able to have conversations with them and learn what they like to do outside of work and yeah that was my that was my favorite. That was your thing. Spoken like a pretty true roaster. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Roaster Jen. Roaster Jen. Yep. Signing off. Alex, contribution. Yeah, man. I love, obviously, I always love going down south and hanging out with Hawthorne, hanging out with Minotti's, meeting the crew, and just the greater network of people that, that come out. It's always cool to see, like, you know, it feels like, you know, friends that you haven't connected with in a while and you're just like, oh, hey. Like this morning, running into those dudes from Augie's, even though we didn't talk to them at all, I was just like, oh, yeah, I know those guys. Sweet. Um, but my favorite thing was having a crew this time and hanging out with you guys because that was just super sick. Like, the first wholesale trip was, like, 
me and you, Chris, and then like me and Mark have done a number of trips. Um, there's something about there's something magical about having like a crew of people with you that just makes every experience like so much more fun and like kind of exciting for everyone. Um, and especially the fact that like you guys are from different sides of the business. So just like getting you guys to experience other, other parts of our like impact on the world was super cool. So that was my favorite thing. And the ice cream was good. Wait, did we eat ice cream? No, I didn't actually eat any ice cream. Dude, Jen and I ate so much ice cream this trip. We overeated a pint of ice cream to our house. It was dope. Tonight, dope man. 12 out of 10. 12 out of 10. 12 out of 10. That's I, 120%. I have something to say about just like something cool that I thought was really rad, specifically between the difference between Santa Cruz coffee culture and San Diego. Something that I noticed, and this might have just been what we saw with uh, Big J, who's one of the like employees and stamp, uh, standards at Hawthorne. And I'm pretty sure at every shop that we went to with him, he knew one of the baristas or he knew someone working there or had a friend who like came and gave him a bunch of free beer or someone gave him, hooked him up with a drink. And just that interconnectedness between shops and the coffee community just blew me away because probably just because it's such a small scene in Santa Cruz and we all kind of, we stick within our like comfort zones of our shops, but it's just really cool to see that level of interconnectedness within the uh, barista community. And even just at the cupping, we went to a bunch of, you could tell a bunch of the people knew each other and were at from different companies and shops and yeah that just made me happy to see i was so jealous of that i was like i was kind of sad in in a way seriously because you go to like you said everywhere we walked in there was just energy coming from all angles and everybody knew everybody and i just don't really feel that in santa cruz even with the shops that i go to too but maybe it's my fault because like i live across the street from verve and i go over there and i'll get coffee probably like four days a week, but I don't really talk to them about coffee. You know, like I don't engage in that zone. And I don't know. Now there's 11th hour, so the community is growing a little bit, which is rad. And I think it'd be cool to do more, it'd be cool to do more fun stuff. Like the Minotti's After Dark thing, I was like, this is fucking badass. So for everybody listening, they basically create, they're attached to a bar. So... They make a bunch of coffee cocktails, run the lights down low, Nicely's there bartending and doing the whole thing. But I, I was just like, this is awesome that he's doing that. And then I was like, why aren't we doing anything like this? Like, we could totally do stuff like this. We could totally have community events. We could totally do a little speakeasy night and all this stuff. And then even with you, like, I was watching you learn the latte art stuff. And I was like, this is awesome. It's also kind of whack that, like, you had to go to L.A. to, like, progress in your latte art or just to even, like... And a lot of it's about, like, setting that mental switch, which is, like, cool, I'm going to, like, maybe take a couple hours out of my work week and set aside some time and, like, hit up some people. Like, maybe I'll hit up Jared and we'll go go do some latte art stuff. Just hang it it at it and just sling out some caps. Yeah, and it's, like, so easy to get in the habit of your regular schedule and take all those opportunities for granted. It's, like, you could totally do this. That was definitely something I would love to kind of bring that together. And I think one of the reasons that it happens more, it's more likely to happen in San Diego and L.A. is because of that community. I feel like if we had, I feel like if I knew, because I do the same thing, I'll go into Verve and I go into Companion over on the west side whenever I'm over there. But I don't really, I'm not like friends with any of the people that work there necessarily. You know, we're, I like see similar people and I'm like, oh, what's up? But I don't like hang out with them outside per se. And 
I think if you had that and people talking about it, this is something even going back to when uh, Alex and I were in Minneapolis and we were uh, talking to Zach, he's been trying to get the Northern Coffee Alliance going in Minneapolis, you know? So just having something like that where you're bringing together all these different shops and you know each other even without it, or like Sacramento has the splat latte art throwdown, you know? It's just, that'd be something I would love to bring to Santa Cruz, just have a like true community with it. Yeah, I think that would be that would be amazing. Might might have some more things to add to my to-do list. I think, yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe crank it up. Yeah, I was really impressed with the community and sad at the same time. I was disappointed in myself. It's a happy cry. I was it's a happy cry. <laughs> Anything else stick out to you overall on the trip? Oh man. I had a lot of good coffee. Like a lot of really good coffee, which is cool. It's just rad that there's good coffee everywhere now. We Did had you? a really cool coffee from Yemen. Yemen. Oh yeah. Oh that Port was one of, of those mocha. coffees where you're you're doing a cupping and you're like, oh this is good, this is good, this is good. Oh shit. <laughs> I love how Minati's constantly cups other people's coffees. If you check on what they're doing, they're always cupping a bunch of different coffees. And I think that's super smart and is a really good way to keep your palate really sharp. I love that they sent one of their employees to get Q grader certified. And ja that Jackie, shout out to Jackie at Minotti's, But she was telling me that she maybe only had a year of coffee experience before that. And when she was going like through the Q grader courses, most of these people had been in coffee for like seven or eight years and had been with like Intelli or some like longstanding companies. And she was there and had been a regular customer at Minotti's for a year and worked there for a bit. But they wanted someone to have the ability to like gauge these things and like be more of an expert on it. It's really cool to just send someone to do that, you know, because there isn't necessarily like a monetary value to doing something like that, but it's still really cool that they were able to do that. You know, there's a justification for it. Um, yeah. I don't know what that is. Would you care to explain a Q-grader? Q-grader. Q-grader. Q-grading is basically like a cupping certification. So you take a bunch of classes, and there's a test, and you have to do these like sensory tests. There's, I've taken some of the classes that could go towards the Q grader, like, like a the, coffee sommelier. Um, kind of, yeah. I mean, the Q is like a toss-up. Some people are like the Q is total bullshit, and it doesn't matter. And some people are like, oh my god, I have to have my Q if I'm going to be a green buyer or a cupper. Um, I don't have my Q. I've never even thought about getting my Q, but. Would you if somebody said, hey, I'll send you? No. It just doesn't have anything to do with my job or what I love to do. Yeah, I don't think it would add, like, a layer that I would find useful. And I just thought especially because Bonatti's doesn't roast their own coffee. That's you know, the most that's, interesting that's thing. That's the thing yeah. that was super blew my mind, you know. So that means that that's – but they care so much about the quality of coffee and everything in that regard. So it's important to them that when they get other coffee sent to them, they can gauge it on a really valuable level, you know. Like, And it's also cool in a company that doesn't roast coffee to have someone that wants to do that because usually the person that you would talk to about flavor or profiles or coffee is the roaster. You know, if you, like, wanted to tap into some information, you would naturally go ask the people at the roaster. But if you don't have that, it's cool to have, like, um, I don't know. What do you yeah. call it? Like a source for information? Yeah, just like a, that's exactly it. You know, someone who has been through it and learned it and knows, you know, is confident speaking to it and can spread that information within their company, you know, and can take what they learned and share it and have not, not just be whether it's like, oh, this, this is good or not, but 
break it down further and just learn if doing that inherently like you learn more about it I think do you want to get your cue Natalie no <laughs> sorry Alex can you drop me off at the Rio Del Mar exit what where are you going Mark's going to Rio Del Mar exit what's in Rio Del Mar the cat and cloud shop is on my way home, so. Oh. Yeah. Uh, my parents are working, I forgot, so, and I didn't exit. bring my car. Oh, you got dropped off. I got dropped off. Mark got dropped off. Yeah, I, I think my favorite part of the whole trip, my favorite energizing evening was the Minati's After Dark thing, just because it was cool to see a coffee shop purpose to a different use and the how it created a different vibe. It was almost like a different place. And it was really fun to see nicely in that role because he's such a showman. And he's like, he loves the energy. Nicely's like the definition of show, essentially. Like just watching him make all that stuff. And like, you can tell he's just like so passionate about it. It's really inspiring. So love that dude. He's so passionate. And then he's also so aware of like the status that he holds in the industry. And he's aware that when things like that happen, that people are watching him. And you could watch him all night from like eight to midnight making all these coffee cocktails. And not once did he look like he was bored or checked out or on autopilot. The, the show is like cranking the whole time. And it's like super sick to watch because when I see people like that, I'm just like, oh, he understands that people are looking up to him and it's important for him to set an example for other people who are like, man, I want to be like that. Like that's, that's super huge. But I also wanted to echo what you said, Alex, about like bringing everybody and the energy that having more people creates. Because we were bringing energy into the room and it felt really, really, really nice. And I could just tell that it made an impact on everybody. Like, like I don't know, when I, when I first arrived at the shop early in the morning, they were like, yeah, who's around? Just like you and Baca and like Jared. And I was like, no, we have like a crew of five people. <laughs> and that just kind of blew people's minds a little bit, I think. Because um, they, I don't know. I feel like normally it's just wholesale only, right? Yeah, I think for selfish reasons, I felt good about our company to where, I mean, you show so much, you show someone how much you care about them basically by what you do for them. <laughs> and on the day-to-day, -day, that's, roasting them awesome coffee, sending them coffee, and giving them resources when they need it. But at times like this, it's just like, we could have saved a lot of money and a lot of energy by only taking two people. You know, it costs like thousands more dollars to bring the crew that we did, but it's totally worth it. And it's worth it on both sides. Like, it's fun to show that appre appreciation and be like, hey, you're worth this to us. And also to share it with the people on our squad. And secretly, it gave me less social anxiety. Yeah, totally. <laughs> spread, spread the, uh, just spread the socializing among the whole group, and then everybody gets a chance to recharge and like, you know, do their do their thing their way. And on that note, it was so rad because I felt like I had better and deeper conversations with people on this trip because there were more people involved. To where, if you go into a room of thirty people and you're one or two people you kind of have that SCA experience where it's like, okay, hi, what's your name? Cool, like, what do you do? Like, yeah, sick. And then you move on to the next person because you're trying to, you know, touch base with everybody. But Similar when, to that Gatsby quote, I love large parties, they're so intimate. They're so intimate. <laughs> <laughs> but with the five of us, it's like we can all lock into different groups and really kind of get to know people, which is sick. Yeah. I'm a fan. I didn't feel like I had to 
turn it on the entire time, you know? That's a beautiful thing. You're, usually I'm used to like spending like eight hours working hours with these people and it's awesome and it's great and I say at a pretty high level, but when you're with someone, a group of people, especially for like 24 hours a day, five days in a row, you're gonna go through the usual human emotions and it's cool just to be at a mutual understanding and be like, okay, I'm pretty tired right now, but Chris is crushing it, Alex, Alex is crushing it, Natalie and Jen are crushing it, like I can maybe be quiet for a second. <laughs> so necessary. I can't wait to spend one whole day by myself. <laughs> I'm not going to talk to anybody. <laughs> Just going to like stare at skate videos and pet my cat. Oh, yeah, I had a question for you. Uh, okay. So, let's go. Let's go now. I'm ready. No, I, okay, I just go. noticed that in L.A. and in San Diego <laughs> and everywhere else that there's just such a, a holding hands of coffee and skate culture. And I don't know that I totally recognize why those two go together so well and why there's so many of that, so much of that happening. But I felt like you might have some words. Man, that's a really good question. I don't know the answer. And I don't know if it's all of coffee and skate intertwined or if it's just like a happy accident that the people who kind of vibe with what we're doing and that kind of kick it with us are on that wavelength of where they're just in that zone. I do think there may be, maybe some sort of correlation between like the skate artistic coffee shop community because I feel like people who participate in those communities are just really individualistic like crafty people who like to do their own like weird shit like honing in on the small details but yeah i don't know yeah it, it was really rad to have like jay and siri to go skate with and then obviously venice is like a huge skate community i love s skating at the park and you guys just walked up <laughs> i was like what's happening here <laughs> it was so funny but yeah i don't know i had a great trip I had a great trip. Best trip. Best trip. So much fun. Best trip. We just saw the ocean for the first time in like all day, basically. So it was very, very exciting experience for me. I, I held it in because Chris was talking. But just so you know, we just saw the ocean. Beautiful. The ocean. The uh, whatever ocean. Santa Cruz ocean. What is that ocean called? The, the, the P, Santa the, Cruz ocean. The big P. <laughs> that didn't sound right. The Pacific. What? The P ocean. <laughs> The ocean of pee. Cue Titanic music. Pacific of ocean. Pacific of ocean. It, yeah, we're home. We're basically home. I'm hyped. You could probably tell we're all like pretty tired and we psyched rocked out. it so hard. It was like 105 degrees in the middle of Bakersfield. Go left. We found out. Go left, Alex. You can't turn left. <sighs> I think it was 111 when we were going down there. Remember? Yeah, we're in my minivan and we find out that it doesn't have AC. And if you're asking me how did I not know that my car didn't have AC, I think you might just have to know me a little bit better to understand that. No, it's because we live in Santa Cruz and we got that yeah, coastal breeze all that. the time. Who needs AC? I don't need shoes or air conditioning. We don't need that stuff. But it was fun hearing where everybody first starts to sweat. You know. I was, I was loving that after we got past 105, I couldn't tell the difference, but I was like just delirious. I thought I was going to. And if you watch the Instagram story, you'll know that Natalie was in the way back seat and she was wearing a blanket, like a wool blanket or like something. Like a psycho. In 111 degrees. And Jen was really quiet for a really long time and I wasn't sure if she was still with us for a second. I was like, are you okay? Jen was. I think she was dead. 
She had out of body experience just for a little Basically. bit. She's got her sunglasses on the whole time. We wouldn't know. Jen's like a rock star. She just like sits there and looks cool, but doesn't want to talk to anybody. And she's just like, I'm just gonna feed my social audience here. I do appreciate having you at the coffee stuff and the cuppings, Jen, because you're. We'll do a cupping and everyone will be like, "Yeah, that's awesome," or we'll get espresso and be like, "Cool espresso," and you are just like. What'd you think of that coffee? What'd you think of this coffee? You go like right into it. Yeah. And I think that's super valuable. And it's it's sick that you're always thinking about it. You got the roaster brain. Roaster brain. That she make doesn't it. BS it either though. No, that's what I'm saying. It's cool. Like there's always that pressure to be like, yeah, that was awesome cupping. And you're just like, was it? I think I caught Did myself having an espresso and she's like, what do you think? I'm like, oh, it's good. And she goes, mm. <laughs> 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 She's like, what does that even mean? Yeah, One, right, two, that's such right. a cop-out. <laughs> Describe it for me now! It's great. It had a lot of flavor notes in there. I can't um, wait to coffee, get my shit going. And, uh... Anyway, I'm really, I'm, I was, I'm ecstatic about our trip. I'm having a hard time expressing it because of the tired level, but I'm <laughs> super grateful that we all got to go on this together, and I'm stoked that everybody in the car wanted to come, and I'm stoked that Alex and Mark, that you made it happen to where everybody could come. That's Alex organized super everything. Tight. Amazing. Alex made a left. Oh, shit. I'm about to hit some people. He told me it was maybe your idea to bring people, though. Yep, that's true. I think Caroline threw that out as well. But, yeah, it's just it's really awesome to just be able to bring people and share the level of excitement and fun. And just it, it's just good. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> Hey, we love you. Hey, we love you. And with that, that's the end of our uh, mini wholesale wrap up. Maybe we'll re, you know, maybe we'll revisit this at a later date. But we're gonna take a nap, and we'll be right back. Yeah. Where can I send stuff to? Yeah, it's a yeah, it's right there. Wait, is that your house? Oh. Is that your golf cart? Ooh, I can tell you where Mark lives. Well, Cat and Cloud Podcast. Okay, bye. The Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast is brought to you by Wilbur Curtis. They make coffee brewers. Ever heard of them? If you haven't, you should. They're an awesome family-owned company. They're here in California. They power their facility with solar power, which I hear that's like a new hot thing that progressive people do. The best thing about Curtis, in my humble opinion, is the turnaround time on the brewers. They have a 24-hour turnaround. It's phenomenal. If you've ever ordered a brewer for a wholesale client from someone else and waited and waited and waited for it to come in, you know how frustrating that is. So being able to get the brewer next day like that is absolutely amazing. Shout out to you, Wilbur Curtis. Their customer service is phenomenal. And they just care. They care about you. They care about me. And I care about them. And that's why Cat and Cloud Podcast is brought to you by Wilbur Curtis.